Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Greetings from Boston, New York. Recording my recording this episode. I'm doing a quick uh, Instagram story to let people know that I'm recording my podcast here in Boston. Uh, and it's a very wet, miserable Boston day. So uh, for those people who are uh, now on Instagram seeing this, I hope that you'll send me some questions. I wanted to make this episode kind of, uh, you know, lighthearted and, uh, you know, just kind of, I know that Irish people are stuck for, you know, stuck because of the weather. So I thought that maybe we would just have a bit of a laugh, uh, you know, so I'm just going to send that on Instagram and perhaps some people will interact later on uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep that going. Um, I am also in a, a bit of a weather situation uh, in that uh, here we're having a nor'easter uh, on the east coast of the United States of America uh, and, you know, I'm sure some people who follow me on Instagram or on Snapchat uh, know that... Um, I sometimes live in West Hampton by the beach in West Hampton Dunes, Long Island, and that is very susceptible to nor'easters, bomb cyclones, as uh, as they have now started. Well, they they call a bomb cyclone a very rapid drop in barometric pressure, and it appears that uh, this is going to be a bomb cyclone, and the initial forecast wasn't as bad as it, it's looking like it's going to be, so... I'm hoping that there's not any major damage on the house in West Hampton. I actually have some Airbnb bookings in the house while I'm in Australia. So it'll be a major inconvenience to me if uh, there's damage, which means I'll have to deal with all that before I go because I leave for Australia on uh, March 18th. So anyway, it's listen, it's great to be here, guys. You know, it's just me. I'm in Boston. I'm in the Westin Hotel. Uh, I'm doing Laugh Boston this weekend. Uh, opening night last night was nice, and uh, you know, of course, there was a lot of Irish there. Uh, in, in in Boston, you would expect it. Um, I'm hoping for um, a broader representation of the Boston community this evening. Um, I did. I've actually been on the radio all morning, so it's weird now that I'm just talking to myself because I did uh, Maddie in the morning on uh, Kiss. There's a Boston radio station. And then I just did Lauren and Wally on WROR. These are two shows that I wasn't familiar with until today. Uh, so I've just been doing like morning radio like, well, that's crazy. Uh, but they were nice. They were fun. You know, I'm not going to be like real cynical. They were fun. Uh, they were fun to do. And they were nice people. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a real warmth for anything uh, Irish here in Boston so it was pretty easy it was an easy sell you know and we had a bit of fun so um that's actually why this podcast like last I wanted to record this episode last night and then 
the guy that opened for me, uh, you know, asked if we could go for food. And I didn't want to be antisocial. So we went for food. So it was like midnight when I got back to my room. And then I had to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning to do these morning radio shows. So hence, it is now uh, 9.17 a.m. I've been doing radio all morning and I'm recording this podcast. And I'll try to get it up ASAP because I know that it's 2 o'clock in Ireland. And I also know that uh, you guys have been stuck at, at home because of the the snowpocalypse, the beast from the east that uh, took over Ireland over the last few days. And, uh, you know, in some spots, I see some uh, some pictures of some serious snow. Uh, so uh, I can appreciate how difficult it must be in Ireland. I, I, I heard there was a curfew. <laughs> you know? I heard there was a, a curfew in Ireland uh, last night, which is pretty wild when you think about it. You know, it's like you think about curfews, you think about like war-torn regions. Uh, and then last night, <laughs> Last night I was thinking like the Irish army would be out on the street like if somebody's out shoveling it's like get home you can't be shoveling the snow <laughs> you know it's very serious business but uh, anyway I hope everybody's okay and I hope there was no you know no 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 accidents you know I'm sure some people tried to drive and you know I don't even know because there's just not that much of a culture of snow in Ireland I don't even know if some people realize that if you have a rear wheel drive it's really tough in the snow. Uh, so I'm hoping that if people did try to, to to drive, that they at least had a front wheel drive. Um, I also hope that either it gets warm and rains really quick and washes it all away, or two, that people know that they should shovel, otherwise it ices up on your sidewalk and becomes very dangerous on your footpath. Or and I hope that there's enough salt. I remember the the great salt shortage of uh, I think it was 2010. Uh, the great salt shortage where uh, things were very slippy. Of course, one man was made famous, famous for life because of the great salt shortage of 2010. Um, so as much as I'm sure that guy is happy that his uh, his life was transformed by... Uh, oh, you know, I put it up on Instagram about uh, the, uh, you know, that I'm doing this episode because I wanted to just be lighthearted. So if anybody had any questions... So uh, it, it got an immediate reaction, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess we should talk about the bread, you know. Um, oh, somebody got annoyed because I said, Quin you know, in, in, in Boston, there's a neighborhood called well, what I thought was Quincy because it's Q-U-I-N-C-Y, which we all know is Quincy. But in Boston, they say Quincy. So uh, oopsie poopsie, I, I made the tragic mistake of, well, I guess pronouncing it correctly which is incorrect <laughs> the great contradiction the great paradox you know i pronounced it correctly which is incorrect you know and uh it reminds me of a routine i had years ago when i first started gigging in australia and uh you know i always thought it was carnes c-a-i-r-n-s i always thought it was carnes and then i got to australia and the australians were like nah it's canes it's canes and in my mind, I was like, well, okay, it's Cairns, but if you guys want to say Cairns, then it's Cairns. So I started saying Cairns. So then I actually went to Cairns, uh, and I, I met loads of Irish backpackers, uh, and I would say Cairns, and they'd be like, it's not Cairns, it's Cairns. You think you're fucking Australian, do you? It's Cairns, right? And, I, and I'd be like, no, it's Cairns. They say Cairns. And they're like, no, C-A-I-R-N-S. That's Cairns. That's the way it's pronounced, you know? So I'd be like, well, they say cans. So I'm going to say cans. I'd like, no, it's cans. So then I'd be like, what's your name? And she'd be like, Neve. 
I'm like, well, how the fuck do you spell that? <laughs> Nimaha. So uh, sometimes, you know, you can't just, you know, just because a, a thing is spelt a certain way, perhaps uh, it might be pronounced a little different, you know? So I don't think any Neves or Siobhan's should be complaining about uh, Karen's actually being canned. But uh, anyway, that, uh, that uh, Quincy is Quincy, which I need to know because there's a lot of Chinese in Quincy and I'm hoping some of these Chinese will come to my show, you know? I like the show to be a, a, an international extravaganza so I can show off all aspects of my, um, my multicultural life. But I think, the, I think the big talking point from the Irish weather was the, uh, the shortage of bread. Even my own mother, my own mother in Queens, New York, said to me, Desmond, there's a really bad storm in Ireland and there's no bread left. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody went for bread. It's funny. You know, like, I, I, I mean, I, I guess probably the, the tin soup aisles were empty too, but for some reason bread became the talking point. Uh, and, and it's amazing because there's so much gluten intolerance in Ireland. I guess, I guess when it snows, gluten intolerance goes out the window. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't mind if I'm bloated. I'd rather be bloated than, than starving, you know? Uh, so there's literally like half of Ireland is sitting there fucking bloated and farting, waiting for the storm to pass so they can go back to buying spelt crackers or whatever other fucking bullshit food they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, they think is better for them because, you know, their CrossFit instructor told them. So uh, I did have an interesting nutrition thought because um, I was, uh, this guy Phil was driving me around this morning to go to the, the radio, you know, and uh, th we stopped and st there's a Starbucks right next to one of the radio stations. So we stopped in Starbucks and, um, you know, I got one of their like egg things. And I was, I was saying basically like the Starbucks breakfast sandwiches are basically egg McMuffins, you know? And so we started talking about how, you know, McDonald's was kind of saved in America, like, like their corporate or sorry, their profits increased when they decided to make breakfast available all day. Uh, it was like a major win for McDonald's, who obviously have been struggling for a long time because McDonald's are, uh, you know, like they, they've, they've, not re they've not done well in the age of uh, concern about obesity and about um, major corporations being involved in the food cycle or the distribution of food. Anyway, uh, McDonald's, uh, you know, are really like a target of people's ire for the fact that people got fatter. Um, but anyway, they won on the all-day breakfast, and, uh, you know, Egg McMuffins are very popular. I mean, they're, they're not very healthy, but, I, I mean, I have to say I do like an Egg McMuffin. I find the, the Starbucks sandwiches are very like Egg McMuffins. But I was also laughing with him, saying, like, you know, people are so anti-McDonald's, uh, right? It's like, oh, my God, I would never eat a McDonald's. Uh, and they're the same people who, like, love brunch, and, you know, they love uh, Eggs Benedict. And, you know, an Egg McMuffin is just a closed Eggs Benedict, you know, so as much as I, I'm, I'm not defending McDonald's in any way, shape or form, but I feel like there's so much hypocrisy around nutrition because people will say on one level, it's like, no, I would never eat that. And it's like, okay, well, you go and you have an open Egg McMuffin full of hollandaise sauce, right? And then you say, well, yeah, it's all natural or it's organic, which is probably not organic. Like a lot of these, these like brunch places, like they're, they're not promising organic quote unquote food. And, uh, you know, and I, I put organic in quotation marks and I'm not afraid to put organic in quotation marks. Uh, but uh, you're basically eating an open egg McMuffin. So don't think that you're better than the average McDonald's eater. You know, it's just the same shit with a different dressing. It's just presentation, you know. So uh, 
don't have too many notions about yourself because you're at the forefront of food trends. You're not necessarily more nutritious. You're just trendier. Not all the time, but some of the time. Okay. So, uh, you know, don't get too up yourself about your nutrition choices, you know? Uh, anyway, that was a thought that I had today. So for all you brunchers this weekend, enjoy your open egg McMuffin with hollandaise. So anyway, how will we fill the time? I was thinking, by the way, forgive my lisp. You know, I, I, I took a break there and put in, uh, I got Invisaligns, uh, which just for my bottom taste, they were, they were quite crooked. So I decided to give Invisaligns a go. And uh, so we'll see. But it definitely makes me lisp a little bit. But I want to leave them in. I, you know, I had them out when I was on the radio this morning. I'm supposed to have them in 22 hours a day. So they're back in now. So now I have a lisp, like an episode of the Brady Bunch. Uh, don't make fun of me. Or make, make fun of me if you want. Anyway, uh, the overwhelming response that I got on Instagram was basically, do a nice long podcast to uh, help us pass the time. So I was thinking, what, what would be like a lighthearted subject to, to keep us going? And uh, I decided, let's, let's talk, like, uh, not like an internet meme thing, but like, you know, things that make you feel old, you know? Uh, so I was thinking, to be a f let's, let's have some nostalgia, you know? Uh, you know, I, I was just thinking about things uh, you know, Sean Walsh was on the Conan show recently, and he was doing like a nostalgia routine. I, I have quite a few of them, and, and the last two shows that I did, I do a lot of like, you know, nostalgia stuff. Like, do you remember, you know, you remember the, fo the phone and all this? But uh, Sean Walsh did a routine about LimeWire. You remember LimeWire, downloading LimeWire, and all the comedy that came with that, and I thought, oh my God, how old am I that... Sean Walsh is doing the how old am I LimeWire joke, and I'm going, God, LimeWire seems, was cutting edge to me, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't put LimeWire in the, oh God, do you remember LimeWire days, but you know, to Sean Walsh, that's like the real, like, wow, LimeWire, how old is that, you know, downloading, you know, downloading uh, MP3s onto your computer, you know, illegally, breaking the law, woo. Uh, you know, now you just go on Spotify and it's just like the every, nearly every song that was ever written is available to you for peanuts, you know. But back then, you know, it was the great crime. Uh, and, and I thought, wow, that's amazing how fast. Now LimeWire is a nostalgic routine, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, the stuff I talk about in my show, I, I have one bit that I did in my last tour about how... Uh, you know, people that complain about the price of Netflix or Netflix not streaming properly. I mean, even 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 my routine about Netflix is a little dated because I've noticed that, well, certainly American Netflix, I can't speak for, I think it might be a little different in Ireland, but like on my phone, on the U.S. Netflix, like I can download everything. So my new thing is, if I know I'm going to have like a long subway ride, like to JFK or something, I download, or if I'm going to be on a plane, for example, I'll download like four apps onto Netflix. It takes seconds, and then I watch it on the plane, no problem. I'm assuming that people can do that all over the world, but I heard that there's not as many shows available for download on international Netflix. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I can't speak for that, but I am now, boom, 
downloading i'm currently watching babylon berlin which is like all right um but you know the other day i had to go to jfk to get my global entry which i got and uh i downloaded a, uh, two episodes of babylon berlin and i was just watching it on the j train super easy no problem you know and uh so even my routine about Netflix, like where people complain about the, the speed of the streaming or the price, and I compare that to, uh, you know, going to the video shop. I mean, the, so so basically the joke is like, you know, people like complain like, oh my God, like my Netflix is, you know, streaming so slow. You know, it's taking so long to buffer. Uh, and it's like, oh, so the couple of minutes you have to wait for Netflix to load up is, uh, you know, no comparison to... Uh, you know, like you're sitting around with your friends, Netflix and chill, sitting around with your friends. Say, hey, what do you want to watch? Boom. Everything right in front of you. Back in the day, when I was chilling with my friends when I was a teenager. It's like, hey, uh, you guys want to watch a movie? Yeah, let's watch a movie. All right, get your coat. You know, and then there was a trudge down to, to the video shop, Extra Vision in Ireland, Blockbuster in, in the States, which even that was like post the early days of like Sam's video, you know? And uh, you'd have to go down to the video shop. Then when you got there, it was like a major... There's a lot of stress back in the day picking a video. You know, when you're at home flicking through Netflix, there's nobody else involved. But back in the day, the video shop, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of competition, especially in the new release section. You know, you got to the new release section, you weren't the only one there. You know, there's a lot of people going through them. You know, you had to, you had to jostle for space and you had to get there quick. You know, hot videos, man. You know, they could be out, you know. So the worst thing you could do when you go to a video shop is go with other people because no one ever agrees. You know, it's always like, I saw it, heard it was shit, don't like horrors, you know. So sometimes you could be in there for an hour. Eventually be like, all right, guys, come on. All right, I saw it, but let's just get it. I got to get out of here. You know, then you'd go up to the thing and they'd be like, no, sorry, it's out. Got to put your name down on the waiting list. You know, you don't have to put your name down on the waiting list for Netflix unless you're waiting for it to come out. Um, those were the good old days, you know. There was always like a adult section in the video shop. That was like the sneaky adult section. You know, now you have an adult section right on your phone. But uh, back in the day, it was like sneak into the adult section. And be like, hey, kids, get out of there. <laughs> Looking at the, uh, the dirty videos. Uh, in America more than in Ireland. But in Wexford, I'm not going to name it, but one of the video shops in Wexford in the early 90s had a sneaky don't tell anybody porn thing going on, which I think was illegal. But uh, somebody we knew who was older used to get us the sneaky videos in Wexford from the back section of this particular video shop, which I can visualize now. I wouldn't be able to remember the name anyway, but I know where it is, but I'm not going to say. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I'm sure some people might message me tomorrow and be like, we know exactly what you're talking about. But uh, anyway, you know, the video shop was quite stressful, you know, and uh, I kind of miss it, you know. I kind of miss the experience of like going to the video shop, picking a video, you know, and then, you know, the great thing was, uh, you know, the, the video shop guy, what I like about the video shop was they mind their own business, you know, the video shop guy was never like, oh, I see you like back to the future. You might also like, <laughs> you know, he just didn't get involved in your choices like Netflix does, you know, um, so you know, ten ninety nine a month or whatever it is for Netflix now, it's peanuts. People complain about the subscription fee. It's peanuts. You know, that was three videos 
That's what you got for ten ninety nine. Three videos, returned on time, by the way, no penalty, and rewound, most importantly. Because you, know, you get, it was a, a euro or a pound or a dollar in America. If you didn't rewind it, that was the penalty. You know, the great unrewound crisis. You know, God forbid you should rent a video and it turns out that it's at the end and you have to waste two minutes of your life rewinding. Oh my God. The great rewind controversy. This video was unrewound. I want my money back. Time is money. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not wild about the algorithm, you know. I don't like I don't like Netflix making decisions for me, you know. Sometimes you sometimes you have to fuck the algorithm up, you know. You got to pick shit you've never watched just to screw up. You know, Netflix trying to figure you out. You know, you got to you got to reset the algorithm, you know. You got to you got to have Netflix thinking like, "Ooh, jeez, we thought we figured this guy out." You know, this guy watched Narcos, so he wants to watch documentaries about drugs. He wants to watch other series about Pablo Escobar and other series about drug kingpins around the world. But then you have to put in like Sleepless in Seattle. Fuck him up, man. Then they're like, oh shit. This narcos loving motherfucker also liked Sleepless in Seattle. He must have got laid last night. So let's rejig this motherfucker. You know, it's like people who like Sleepless in Seattle also like pretty woman. When Harry met Sally. You think, oh, you think you got me, motherfucker? You think you know me? Well, now I'm going to watch a documentary about the Central Park Five. Now who the fuck am I, Netflix? Who the fuck am I? You don't know me. You know? I want Netflix to think I'm fucking schizophrenic. My mission is that in the Netflix recommends section, it says Netflix recommends you see a psychiatrist. So fuck you, Netflix, and your algorithm. And fuck you, Facebook, and your algorithm. Now, you don't know me. Stop trying to make decisions based on my choices. Because all you're doing is you're streamlining me. You're streamlining everybody into a narrow scent, sense of what they like. You know, it's literally destroying the world. So let me just make decisions and you don't get involved in my decisions. Yeah, Just make it easy for me to fucking scroll. You know, don't suggest shit for me. Stay out of my business. You don't know me, right? Um, I mean, I'm kidding. It's not that serious, but, you know, I mean, it, it is pretty incredible that even the concept of being stuck to like a schedule is uh, so old school now. It's like, oh my God, so you've had to be home to watch this thing? And even though... You can't live tweet unless you're watching something on TV. So, like, there's still people that enjoy watching things at the same, you know, at the right time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, the time. But um, I don't want to make a decision on something being the right time because everybody has their own schedule and you don't want to suggest somebody's being wrong by not wanting to watch the Late Late Show at 9.30 on a Friday night. They're not wrong. Their schedule just doesn't allow it. So you're offending people whose schedule does not fit Friday at 9.30. Uh, but uh, you can't have the live tweeting experience unless you watch it live, you know, um, which you wouldn't want to lose for shows like the Late Late or you know the voice or uh the bachelor's one that they like to live tweet about here uh or obviously sport you know major sporting events but uh yeah so the netflix versus the v i mean like dvds are gone like i remember dvds coming and then it was like eventually just video disappeared i still find videos from like the early part of my television career like i still have copies of videos of like early edits of the Des Bishop work experience and early edits of join the hood. You know, I used to get sent a video by courier and then I have to view it, you know, take my notes and then send it back. Um, you know, obviously now it's just, you just get Vimeo clips or whatever. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing comedy long enough that my initial stuff was on video. You know, burning, burning DVDs like a big deal. You know, it's like a huge deal to burn a DVD. You know, I remember the, the early days of being able to rip DVDs. It was like, holy shit, this is amazing. You can rip this. You know, now just DVDs are gone, you know? Oh, Jesus, you know, get old so fast. You know? It's very sad, really. What's another good example of like, you know, honestly, nowadays, I feel like sometimes I take out cash and people are like, oh, God, money. So unhygienic. I think I might have mentioned that before. But uh, I've noticed it a lot lately. I, I've been in a few places like we don't take cash. Used to be the opposite. It's like, oh, you motherfuckers must love tax. <laughs> you guys love tax. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you know, they don't take cash. Uh, they don't take card, you know. And um, I mean, cards are cards are soon going to be gone, too. They're just about to phase out signing. Uh, you know, um, let, me, let me think of another, you know. Some old, exciting thing. Did, did, I, I don't know if anybody remembers Laserdiscs, but like I remember Laserdiscs coming out. They had like a year and a half where they were like the future. I remember, you know, as I, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, but we modeled as kids. And I remember Kid DeFever, this, this, this photographer, he had Laserdiscs. He had the coolest studio. He had like CDs before anybody had CDs. And he had thousands of CDs on the shelf. I used to love going through his CDs and be like, wow, this music, you know? And uh, he had a laser disc. I remember him showing me a laser disc and being like, wow, the future, man. Because they were big. They were kind of cooler than CD uh, DVDs, really, because they were big. They were like a, like, a, like a record. You know, they looked so much cooler. And uh, I was like, wow, so this is the movie's going to be on this disc, you know? But then DVDs just fucking wiped them out, you know? And uh, I remember when mini disc players were all the rage. You know, when I first started doing comedy, it was all like, oh, I, I, I recorded it on mini disc. I bought a mini disc player. 
Then I had some of my shows on mini disc. I think I found one recently, like a recording of a show I had on on mini disc. You know, and it was all the rage. You know, that didn't last very long. That digital audio recorders came out. That was the end of fucking mini discs. You know, um. Now now I can record this podcast with like incredible, you know, well pretty good sound quality on my H5 Zoom, my Zoom H5. Uh, you know, that was a huge thing back in the day, you know? Um, anyway, what's another? Come on, I got to think of another old thing. I mean, you know, the, the stuff I have in my show, you know, one bit is about, like, the phone. Uh, you know, like, the, there's a lot of stuff on the phone, but you'll have to go, you know, that's going to be on the, the special that comes out, if it ever comes out. RT Player delayed us, by the way. So it was supposed to come out in March. Now they're saying they're not launching until April. So that's very frustrating, you know, because I want that to come out. Um, God, now you know. I I came out here all guns blazing, talking about nostalgia. But you know, truth is, I'm so tired. I was up, I was up at like six o'clock to do all this radio, and my coffee is well worn off now. You know, coffee, like I even like when I first started going to Australia, it was 2007, 2008. Though really was my first Melbourne, and that was when I got into like flat whites. You know, flat white, you know, like nice milky coffee, you know, and uh, that was the beginning of my coffee snobbery. And I remember coming back to Dublin and there was like nowhere that you could go that was like had that type of coffee. And then I can't remember. I can't remember if 3FE came first or like the ball barista, but like suddenly it was like, oh, these aren't bad, you know. And then for a while, it was just like three places where you could go and get like Australian standard lattes or flat watts and now there's like everywhere same in new york i remember like even like five years ago in new york I was like oh where can you go to get like a nice like flat white now they're fucking everywhere you know and people love to hate on starbucks but i feel like if there was no starbucks then people wouldn't have got as into coffee and then, you know then they wouldn't have realized that there's something better you know and uh so starbucks like a gateway drug to coffee snobbery you know and uh, i'm happy for that because there's nothing better than a smooth creamy latte in the morning when you're sitting down to write your jokes not feeling any inspiration today come and have a wanky latte in a hipster cafe not only will you be inspired but you'll just feel slightly better than everyone else come uh, and I, i'm part of that i'm part of that wanky culture man you know and I love a pour over, you know, which is just fancy drip coffee. But, you know, you can taste the different flavors. I fucking love it. And I don't have wine. You know, I don't drink, so I don't have wine. So I have to be wanky over coffee. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can taste the nuts. I can feel it. I can feel it on my tongue. I like the texture. I love all that, you know. Back in the day in Ireland, you know, you want to feel all back in the day in Ireland, like getting a fucking instant coffee was fancy. I remember we used to go to this cafe in Wexford on Saturday. When I started hanging out with like my classmates, my final year, 92 into 93, my final year in St. Peter's, I started like hanging out in Wexford, had a couple of girlfriends. And uh, so then it was like Saturday in Wexford town because I used to be in Waterford, you know, but suddenly I was like hanging out in Wexford town at the weekends. I came to the cafe. I want to say it was Norma's, but I could be wrong. But I remember it was like really fancy. You went in, you got an instant coffee with cream in it. I remember the first time I had cream and coffee, I was like, wow, dude, this is so nice. But it was literally like Maxwell House with cream. And that was like fancy back in the day. And coffee was fancy. Like coffee was like, oh, I'm not drinking tea. I'm a rebel. 
You know, when I first went to Ireland, it was like, oh, coffee so American. Oh, sorry, I'll do works for people. Somebody like, oh, you drink coffee. All Americans drink coffee, like, you know. Americans like coffee. We drink tea, you know. We drink Lyons tea. We drink Barry's tea, you know. It's quite good, like, you know. Wexford creamy milk, like, you know. You got to eat the Wexford cream. You got to Wexford creamy I mean, I got to be honest, man. Irish milk was the best, man. The first time I drank milk in Ireland, I was like, oh, my God. Is this dessert? Is this actually dessert? Because it's the creamiest, loveliest thing I have ever experienced in my life. And Irish butter, forget it. You know, Rory Scovel and Jay Larson, these American comedians that came out for the Ivy Gardens Festival, they, they, didn't, they never stopped going on about butter, man. They were like, oh my God, this butter is just amazing. I mean, the butter is amazing. So, you know, I have to say that that is one thing I miss when I'm not in the fucking milk so much better, man. Like when I, when I go to like, so I got a few coffee spots I like. I like, I love two pups on Francis Street. Uh, that's one of my faves. Uh, I love 3FE. I mean, 3FE is the godfather of modern coffee culture in Ireland. You know, so you got to give props to 3FE and the work they did to, you know, change the game. Uh, obviously, I like Fumbly, you know, the, the the godfather of, like, hipster coffee joint, you know. You got to be cool to be in Fumbly, man. Well, actually, you don't have to be cool. You just have to be comfortable with who you are. Because if you're not, they will make you uncomfortable with who you are because they're so fucking cool. If you're not comfortable with who you are, they'll make you question yourself with their indifference. You know? So Fumbly is one of my favorite spots. And the people that run it are, are super cool. And in fairness, they upped the game and they brought something to Dublin 8 that was uh, special. Uh, but when I go to there, Fumbly, Two Pups, 3FE, uh, meet me in the morning, another cracker. Brother Hubbard's, man. Another cracker. Gotta give props to Brother Hubbard's, man. When I get that, when I get that latte, it's the milk, dude. It's even better than Australia. You get a good latte in Ireland with that fucking milk, whole milk, fatty, whole Irish milk. It touches your tongue. It's so creamy. And the flavors infuse with the espresso. And it glides down. It's like fresh snow. You almost don't want to sip it. Like the way you don't want to see footprints in the snow. Don't ruin it. So smooth. So fluffy. You can't beat that, man. <laughs> I had to stop because I could hear the sound of my mouth. <laughs> I couldn't do it because with these dumb Invisaligns in, I could hear the sound of my mouth. So it's just like, ugh, that's disgusting. So, um... Anyway, so sad. Like, this is my life. I'm sitting in the Western Hotel fucking talking to myself. And in my mind, you're with me. You, the listener, are with me, but you're not. And I hope you're being entertained. But there's a loneliness to it, isn't there? Talking to the air with no response. You know, as the raindrops fall, a dark day in Boston, you know, there's a sadness to it, but... Then there's a sort of a glory in the isolation. You know, I, I enjoy the isolation sometimes, so it's nice. So, um, how did I get onto milk? Oh, yeah, because I was talking about the instant coffee. But it's a long road from Maxwell House to feckin' a cortada. 
<laughs> it's a long way from Maxwell House to a Cortada. I think that'll be the opening line of my memoir about my life in Ireland. You know, I, mean, I sort of semi did a memoir. My dad was in James Bond. I talked about my own life. But, but the opening, you guys heard it here first. The opening line about how Ireland has changed since I arrived in 1990 to now is, it's a long way from Maxwell House to a Cortada. And that is the long road that I traveled my life in Ireland, you know? So for our American listeners, I'm sorry. I, I know this is like the most Irish episode that I've ever done, but you know, you got it. You got it. You got to keep your audience happy. And let's face it, lads. I've seen the, I've seen the analytics on this. There's not many outside of Ireland. And I guarantee you that the ones that are not in Ireland, probably Irish, you know, and they're the ones that matter. Cause I'm going to Australia and I want you to come to my show. Like, you know, I want the oh, actual people coming to the show, like, you know. I want the Cork people coming to the show. I need the Cork people to come as well, like, you know. Because they're my people too, you know. I want the Dublin people to come, you know. I need them to come. I've seen some Tullamore Dew ad came on my Instagram. You know, they're trying to sell whiskey to the to the uh, Americans. And it was some Dublin guy in a bar, like, you know, classic hipster whiskey. You know, this is the new thing, like, coffee, uh wine and then like gin and whiskey you know like come and get a haircut come and get a fade come and get a fade in a fancy barber shop where the barbers are wearing leather aprons and they all have mustaches and they all offer you a whiskey while you're waiting you're a modern man and modern men like the finer things in life like heavily branded cool hip spirits like George Clooney's gin that's the modern man a man who knows about the better things in life. Or certainly things that are branded to be better. But they're exactly the same as the shit that came before. Anyway, this Tullamore Jew guy gets on. A Dublin barber. A Dublin bartender. But he looks like a barber. He basically is the, you know, the quintessential modern hipster man. And uh, he's there and he's talking about blend. You know, I'm from Ireland but I'm American. You know? I'm a blend. You know? I, I'm two identities into one. And it creates this wonderful thing we call a melting pot. Uh, and I don't know exactly how it is, but then he's like, Tullamore do blend, you know, and it's all this fucking bullshit, you know. And the, the such are trying to sell the concept of sort of uh, uh, the the Irish man who is assimilated into American culture, like the Tullamore Jew whiskey. Be part of the American story by buying Tullamore Jew. Uh, and, you know, so because, of course, they're not selling a flavor. They're selling an identity. They're selling you, you know, feeling like with every sip, you're more of who you want to be, you know? And that's fine. That's the marketing. That's the current sort of thing. I think Ryan Reynolds just fucking started his own gin, you know? So it's all that shit, you know? It's all that identity shit. I'll sell you an identity. And as a bonus, you'll get pissed, <laughs> you know? I'll sell you an identity. And as a bonus, you'll wake up in the morning with your fucking hipster latte. I get it. You know, part of it is, part of it is an identity, you know? So, uh, anyway, uh, oh, fuck, man. You know, something came into my head there and in the midst of all, you know, me getting into that character, uh, I, 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 it, it left me. Damn it. That doesn't matter. That was fun though. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, I don't know, man. I think that's really... That might be it, you know? 
I mean, that's only 26 minutes, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I have more in me, you know, of this trying to find comedy and nostalgia. I fucking just thought of a good one, man. It went out of my head. It's really pissing me off, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Last thing I want to tell you guys, because it's very complicated, uh, is uh, I'm, I'm the Grand Marshal for County Down in the New York St. Patrick's Day Parade. Now, before the cock, people get upset and they say, I told you a cock, man. Why are you marching? What's County Down? Let me explain, like. Um, so, my grandfather, John O'Hare, was from County Down. And uh, he died before I was born and never met him. His name John O'Hare. My mother was an O'Hare. I don't know if you know that. So, if I was... My mother was my father. My father was my mother. I'd be Desi O'Hare. So that would be awkward, like, you know. So anyway, uh, when we were, my, my, my mother, who was the dominant fixture in, in the parenting world of my life, she was very involved with the County Down Association. And uh, so we marched with the County Down as kids. Up, down, they would shout as we went up the avenue. And... Uh, so, well, I actually haven't been in New York for St. Patrick's Day much at all. I Honestly, I don't even think, I, I, if it's been once or twice since 1990, it's a lot. Most of the time I'm in Ireland or actually in Melbourne, you know, getting ready for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So I cannot remember the last time I was in New York for St. Patrick's Day. But I certainly have not marched in the parade since... St. Patrick's Day, 1990, which is the last year I lived in America full-time before I went to Ireland. So, my uncle, Jack, Jack O'Hare, son of John O'Hare, uh, from Kilcoo, by the way, Kilcoo GA have done very well in the last few years, like, won the All-Ireland. Didn't they win the All-Ireland? They're certainly in the All-Ireland. I think they won it. The Club All-Ireland, like, coincidentally enough, that matches on St. Patrick's Day as well, like, and, uh, so, my uncle Jack has a asked me to be the grand marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Now, I wasn't like, oh, oh, sorry, of, of County Down, not of the parade. Actually, Loretta Glucksman is the grand marshal of the New York St. Patrick's Day Parade, who is a, a wonderful woman who I met once backstage in Vicar Street. Harry Crosby introduced me to her. But, uh, and she's done amazing things for Island House and NYU. Uh, she also um, uh, financed the art gallery in UCC, my alma mater, and... Uh, she is a, a wonderful patron for the arts uh, in Ireland and also for uh, Irish-American relations and b business ties between Ireland and the U.S. So she is the Grand Marshal, but I am the Grand Marshal of County Down, which is not near as important. But uh, I'll be doing that on St. Patrick's Day, even though I have two shows that night, and then I go to Australia the next day, I will march, and then I will entertain, and then I will pack. That is my St. Patrick's Day for 2018. So, uh, so that'll be fun. So cork people don't get upset, like. I'd prefer to be marched for cork. That's the truth, like. But, you know, I, first of all, I'm not connected with the cork association, like, in New York. And, uh, you know, like, uh, you can't piss off your family, like, you know. I mean, my Uncle Jack has been very helpful and my mother hasn't had a great time of it the last few years. So you have to look after your relations because, you know, you can't just turn your back on the people that are helping you out, like. You know, that's family, like. 
And uh, so anyway, uh, I'm 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 the grand marshal for for County Down, like you know. So uh, I'll march up the avenue, one of the six counties. Political, controversial, like you know. So uh, other than that, you know, I'm gonna have to let you go. Gonna get ready for the show tonight, and uh, I hope you guys had a good time. I mean, this is it's not the best podcast I've ever done, but I think we had a bit of crack. You know, it's a snow day. It's a snow day for everybody. You know, and once we're in, uh, once I'm in Australia, I'll be interviewing loads of comics. You know, here's the truth. Now, I don't know if you guys, you guys probably aren't aware of this, but, you know, when I talk to an American comic, it gets half the listenership as when I talk to an Irish comic. Irish people like Irish shit. So... Part of the reason why I don't do a major hustle to talk to American comics is because it seems to be a lot less popular. And the numbers would suggest that when I talk to myself, it's more popular than when I talk to American comics. So I kind of feel like, uh, what's the point, you know? I mean, I enjoy it, but then at the same time, you know, I also enjoy these, like, meandering conversations, you know? So... uh that's part of the reason why, just in case people are wondering why I haven't been making too much of a hustle talking to the American comics. And then, you know, the, the more famous ones, they don't want, you know, they can't be bothered, you know? They want to talk to Joe Rogan. So, uh, anyway, we'll be back next week. Next week, I'm taking a few days off to go out to uh, West Hampton to fix up the house before I leave, so there'll probably be another lonely conversation happening while I'm out there. I'll do one from the beach if it's warm enough, you know? Sounds of the waves and all that. Bit of atmosphere. So if you're in Boston, come along to the show tonight or tomorrow. If you're in Australia, get ready to come and see me in Australia. And, uh, oh, if you're in Ireland, I'll be uh, at the Cat Lives. And uh, I'll be doing the Newbridge Riverbank. And uh, uh, some other theater, which I forget, in North County, Dublin. But they're not on sale yet. But they're just a few sneaky kids I'm doing in uh, late May, June. Because I'm coming back for the Cat Lives. So I'm doing a few shows. And uh, I'm in Las Vegas in May. Got that. That'll be fun. And uh, I'm in Edmonton in September. I'm in Washington, D.C. too. Check that out. I'm in Arizona. Oh, very international, lads. So um, anyway, let me go. Because I'm just, you know, talking nonsense here. Listening to the sound of my lisp coming back in my headphones. Uh, spread the word, guys. We'll talk to you soon. God bless them. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.